Shut up and sit down. Summer, it's a perfect time for cycling, and this year it's better than ever. Magnificent people are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Now that Chris Room has some free time on his hands, he just might be listening along with you too. Here is a little double entendre for you to chew on. To achieve longevity, you will have cycles. No one gets there in one straight shot. Have a great day. should not be so damn hot that I'm up here having dreams about me being on fire. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering, and today I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance in <laughs> studio! He wow. is here, and he is in studio. I'm a little bit hyped up for some reason. I know. Probably because I've been gone for so long. And you haven't biked this morning. I have not. And you haven't taken your medication? No, no medication. No. Uh-oh. I am a little hopped up on caffeine, though. Oh, man. So. Flip side of jet lag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's that. And Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look lovely this morning. Uh, as do you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we've got a special guest today with us, yes. Mr. Whitney Phillips. How are you? Hey, everyone. I'm very honored and humbled to be here with you today. Oh, that's a good Honored good and intro. humble. I mean, honored, yes. I, my expectations for the sarcasm level on this podcast are at an all-time high. They just went up. <laughs> because you're on the podcast. So you start with honored and humble. I don't know what to do with that. It's the first minute, Matt. <laughs> okay. All right. Give it some time. Start slow. <laughs> we'll work our way there. Good. Oh, gosh. It's been a busy week. Let's start our backpedal. Matt, kick I, us off. I have almost nothing for you guys. I swam <coughs> a fair amount. I biked a little bit. I'm still recovering from an Achilles issue. When I raced um, the week before last or whatever. Listen to the last podcast. I complained about it for an hour and a half. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my backpedal. Move on. Let's move on to someone that that's has more it. upbeat information. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lance, backpedal for us. Um, well, I am back from Europe. So took uh, took a two week trip through Europe with my wife for our anniversary. We had a great time. Uh, went all through Italy and Croatia and Greece and a little bit of France and Barcelona. So I I was in some cool spots. Um, after about day, I was gone for almost two weeks, so it was like fourteen days. But after about day ten, I was done. <laughs> You were just ready to be done I, with the trip. I was ready to be done. Were you just ready to be home and biking? or Yes. Were you, yeah. yeah, it's like I missed my bike. I missed my dog. Yeah. <laughs> you missed the gravel biking stuff? or I, It was just, it was too long to be off the bike right in the middle of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been training a lot for a lot of, a lot of time, but I don't know. It was, it was just, I had a great time with my wife. So that was that was fun, but I'm I'm glad to be back. And about your international listeners, see yeah. you over there. Yeah, get stopped at customs. I, I, oh, I yeah. did not get recognized in Italy, <laughs> which I'm really kind of disappointed. In. Absolutely, as you should be. Yep. Although, yesterday at the Obra State Champ Team Time Trials, I did get recognized. I got called out from crowds. Hey, Lance Romance! I did hear that a couple of times, Good. which was funny. wow. 
yeah. <laughs> so the pictures are absolutely phenomenal. Um, Lance, Lance's Instagram, which I don't, I think it's Lance Pants Romance or something. dot <laughs> org. It's at Doctor Hep. Ah, actually, I was close. Yeah. So close. <laughs> so close. Okay. I should change it to Lance Romance, shouldn't I? I don't know. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could lose followers. I that could way. lose followers that way. It's possible. But yeah, so I had I had a great trip, and it turns out that two weeks off the bike is not good preparation for a forty k time trial. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, yesterday was the team time trial um, for the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association. And I was uh, invited by three solid athletes on our team to yeah. join them for their four-person team. And um, they, they may have regretted inviting me. <laughs> so I rode with Jake and with uh, Chris Surratt and with Chris Hanel, all people we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit. All three guys all, have... All studs. Yeah. They all have FTPs in the mid-300s. They're all super strong. I do not have an FTP in the mid-300s. And so... Yeah. Um, do, you yeah. Have, do you have an FTP after two weeks off? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's just right no now. FTP. It's not there. <laughs> you know, we all tried really hard, um, but a 40k time trial that's like 26 miles long um and i literally could only hang with him for about the first half okay that's pretty good so i i uh i just i was pushing 400 watts just to stay on a wheel for a while and that was just too much for well that first half was windy yes we were into the wind it was a tough first half yeah yeah into the wind and uh yeah, it, it, it was funny. I'm super proud of our team. We ended up taking third, even though we all kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, but the I got I got dropped at about the midway point, and I still only finished about five minutes behind him because I didn't just completely sandbag it in. I just kind of yeah, pushed, pushed it in, just not super hard and fast. But I'm coming down the home stretch, and for whatever reason, I started puking oh my gosh that's hilarious (laughs) and i can feel it coming i'm like well i'm not really going that hard why is my stomach kind of revolting obviously i was going way too hard but um and so it's one of those things where i'm riding on the bike i'm down in the drops and i'm like oh this doesn't feel (laughs) and i throw up all over like my sleeve and myself and then i'm just laughing because yeah. it's so ridiculous that I'm throwing up on myself. I'm looking behind me to see if there's people yeah, make like... Make sure you're not puking on someone. And again, and I, I puked again. And then I just like, I puke and then I'm laughing. And, I'm, and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I just, obviously oh I went... Oh my gosh, that could only happen to you. Hard. I know. It was... Did really, you take somebody home with you <laughs> after the race? But no, I didn't. No, just in your car. Oh yeah, Jake was with me. Was that his head out the window? <laughs> It was pretty funny. Oh so. my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I just, I, w- I really wanted to stay with the guys, so yep. I pushed way beyond my fitness level to try to stay in, with them. In two weeks off, I bet. In two weeks off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I got a couple That's, workouts in, but it was right. different, very rare. So yeah, I was the puker. It was all those cannolis you had in Italy, huh? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I ate so much food on that trip. How so. was the bike and how was the positioning and all that stuff? Um. It, Time trial bikes are not fun to ride. They're hard, yeah. They're hard to ride. And then, you have you been on one much since you were a triathlete? No. 
Okay. Well, it's been it's been ten years since I've really been on probably one. become a triathlete. Yeah. I mean, let's just. So my bike was super fast. It was it was solid. It wasn't. I mean, I had all the right gear. I certainly yeah. looked the part. I just didn't have the legs. <laughs> what was your? So it was forty k. Forty k. What was your time? Our team came in at fifty four. Okay, fifty four. Fifty four minutes. Uh, the winning team came in at 51 and change. And you were what, a just couple shy minutes 52, back? Yeah, we're yeah. two minutes off the pace. You were two minutes back? I was five minutes off our team. Okay, 58, so. Yeah, so I came in at 58 or something. Then would have been a couple minutes faster if you weren't puking. So, yeah. yeah. And, and laughing. <laughs> the laughing cost you. <laughs> it, was, it was humorous to me for some reason. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's my backstory puke. Beautiful. <laughs> How about you, Whitney? You want wow, to back I get to follow that. That's yeah. hard. It's hard man to follow. That. <gasps> you know, That's Whitney, amazing. I'm super happy you're here today. Whitney's like one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah. He oh, is just, you. he is a good guy, and we've spent a lot of time together, and I'm just glad that he's here to share it with us. Well, and at one point, I think Lance had his hands in my mouth. <laughs> That's right. I did <laughs> do some work on you as oh. a dentist. <laughs> yes. I was like, that what are you weird. talking about? Like, right after <laughs> the puking thing, I'm thinking, like, That's not sanitary. <laughs> The puker had his Get hands in your mouth. mouth. Get with it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Slowing the uptake. All right. So my back pedal kind of goes back a whole week, so okay. I won't take very long. But um, I was recovering from the Oregon Grand Fondo, which was 117 miles. I was going to ask you about that. I wanted you to include that as a part of your back pedal. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was fast. We stopped for a total of about 30 seconds to grab a third water bottle. Wow. For it. the whole thing. The whole thing. And I got something funny that happened. Andy Levine and I were riding next to each other at one point, and someone pulled up and said, hey, are you Lance Romance? <laughs> and Andy looks at him, and he says, no, that guy is. <laughs> when I wasn't there. And he wasn't there. But anyhow, we clarified it with him and said, no, he's uh, off in Europe right now. Yeah. So anyways, you, you are your fame proceeds. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well uh, so that was, that was a, 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 just a grand fondo, but it, it was treated kind of as a race. It was timed. Yep. And oh, cool. Kind of age group. You think you'll do it again? I don't know. It, okay. it, it turned out well. I mean, if it was, had been bad weather, it probably had been a little rough. We're on some logging roads down oh, a little cool. bit west of Cottage Grove, Oregon. Yeah. So kind of right in the middle of the state. What bike did you use? I used a road bike. Just road bike. Did you use 28? Did you change tires or anything like that? I did not change tires. I have okay. 25s on 25s. my road bike. And no problem. No, pro it was on pavement. There was some. Oh, the logging roads are still. They were kind of paved, but okay. they were kind of chunky. But anyways, cool. it was uh, it was a, a tough ride, but it felt good to finish. That's awesome. Yeah, 117 miles. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> then I decided to do short track the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Short track mountain bike race, like yes, thirty minutes long, right? Exactly. That's where I, yeah, I could have puked. I didn't, but um, <laughs> you're letting me down. <laughs> it's Maybe a thirty minute sprint, though. It's I, hard not to right. feel that urge I to didn't want to push puke. myself hard enough because that says you're pushing hard enough, right? <laughs> right. So first short track race of the year, I get out and I do the uh, pre ride. There was a sand pit that they had built that had maybe about a foot deep of that yeah. sugary yeah, was, sand. Yeah. Rode through it just fine pre-ride. Got there on the first lap, and there were all these guys just stopped. So I decided to take the inside lane and cut it, and then it just dropped off straight into the sand. So I got buried in the sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then Wait, I, did you endo? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Then I tip over, and I land with my foot still clipped in. And I don't know if you've ever been laying on top of yourself, the bike, 
and you're clipped in, you it's can't like, get out. Can't get out. You're just <laughs> so then I start wiggling out. The ribbon and the stake are twisted in my head. And oh, that's funny. The whole field passes me. Oh no. So then I, I think I got back about half the field, but it was one of those weeks where you're just like, well, maybe I should uh, go back to doing something else. <laughs> And then yesterday, went in the team time trial with a different group than Jake and Lance, and uh, our wheels kind of fell off, not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. We had three guys with time trial bikes and one guy with a road bike. The guy with the road bike is super strong, yep. and he's one of our teammates, Jay Small. Oh, yeah. And after about strong. five miles, he could not hang on because of that wind. Yeah. It was oh, really yeah. windy out there, and he was sitting up high on a road bike. And, just and he's couldn't. tall, too. Yeah, yeah he's so. a big guy. And he just couldn't hang on, so we just left him. So we had three guys to work, and one of them was kind of sick. Ian Gibson was feeling a little rough. He had an upper respiratory thing going on. And so John Hatfield and I just kind of kept on the front a little bit more. But we were kind of surprised. We uh, came in fourth out of four teams. Wow. But but we kept a 26-mile-an-hour average, so... It's good, especially with that headwind. The headwind was kind of rough going out, and then coming back was fun. You know, going 31, 32 miles yeah. an hour with yeah. the tailwind. Yeah. So your time wasn't that far off these guys, I'm guessing. It was probably, a, I think we were 56. 56. Gotcha. So a few minutes ahead. Yeah. So anyways, uh, looking forward to getting out and doing the individual time trial next week. Nice. You're going to go back for more. I think so. Are you going to go for the whole Omnium next week? It's a possibility. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. That See, that, awesome. that's what happens when you your kids are gone. <laughs> yep. You've got nothing else to do on the right. weekend. Well, what else would you do? Right. Yeah. Well, you should have fitness from the Grand Fondo. You did the time trial, more fitness there. You did your interval work at short track. And if you yeah. set your week up right, you could have a pretty good fun Omnium weekend. Yeah, I yeah. might give it a try. That could be neat. Mm-hmm. I said the word neat. <laughs> was the last time you said the word neat. That's neat. <laughs> anyway, anything else? That's your, that's your back pedal? That's my back pedal. Nice. Awesome. Mike, back pedal, real did, quick. Did you puke? I did not puke. Just Lance? What's Just going me? on, man? <laughs> I'm the sole puker <laughs> again. <laughs> Can't believe that. No, no, you sure? Didn't puke? Just you? Okay. It's just me. Yeah. I did race twice last week, though. That's, That's the awesome. first time I've raced twice in one week, and God knows how long. Um, I did short track, went out there and raced in the 45-plus uh, the Cat 1 field, which was fun. Um, we had five teammates in that race, wow. and it will be likely six tonight. Should, um, should be six tonight. If Lance is out there with I, us. I should be there tonight, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. I ended up taking third um, in our field. And there was a gentleman by the name of Danny Winkle. And he won the race. And I had no business keeping up with him that day. He was solid, super strong. He came by us like it was no, like we were standing still and just kind of rode off our wheels. I wasn't feeling 100%. I knew I wasn't going to catch him. And then um, I made things worse by going off course. <laughs> I was. Uh. We caught up to some of the, the field in front of us. And it was really tough to get around these guys because they were thinking, well, maybe these guys are in our, our class or they just didn't want to let us come by. So you're having to burn matches every time you have to pass this, you know, quote unquote, lap traffic. And I finally was trying to get around this one guy and we came to the top of a, a short little punchy climb on the motocross track. And it, just the way the cones were set up, it looked like that's where the line was. And there was actually, you could see bike lines going there. So people were obviously doing something maybe during warmups or something like that. We go off course 
And I'm like, ah, crap. Because he came down like the steep backside of this big like jump or something like that. And it's all chunked up from like them, like, uh, you know, plowing the yeah. motocross track. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this isn't the course. And they all start screaming, we're off track, we're off course. Because like two or three other guys passed me. And I look over to the left and four, three or four guys go oh, rolling no. by. It's like mostly teammates. <laughs> oh, I'm like, well, that sucks. There goes all that work that I just put into it to get myself. Because I was in second place. And I was going to try and keep Danny in my, my sights and see if I could maybe catch him. But um, when that happened, I knew that it, there was no chance. The worst part about that, though, is in the process of doing that, I tweaked my ankle, Um, the the, the one that I am supposed to have surgery on. And if I get into a position where it's like plantar flex, meaning that your your toes are pointed down, um, I'm good. If it gets into a dorsiflex position and then I rotate at all, that's when that cartilage that's torn in there will get caught and hung up and kind of like um, get uh, inflamed really irritated and it hurts it's it's not a happy feeling so i did that my heel was down and i turned a little bit when i was trying to get out of that stuff to get back on course and for about two to three laps after that did not feel good so i was kind of like you could look at me like he almost looks like he's limping on a bike (laughs) it was like one of those things and it slowly started to work itself out and then um as it started to feel a little bit better i started to pick off people one at a time and i ended up finishing in third place so that wasn't too bad but um that was kind of a bummer to know that you know, that's, that can happen. So I've got to be really careful that I can't get into that position. Otherwise it's going to screw up my whole race. Did you pre-ride the course? I did. And that really tight turn you, it was just a tight turn. And there's there's a couple of them that that, that kind of feel the same when you're coming up them, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're redlined this whole race, 30 minutes, your, Mm -hmm. your heart rate for me, like I was in the one eighties, I think for just about the entire Mm -hmm. race. And that's pretty darn close to my max heart rate for the entire time. Um, you know, sometimes you just, you're just in the moment and that that's what feels right. And so you just go there and like, yeah, that was the wrong call. So (laughs) live and learn. Right. Right. So, um, got up the next day. I could not move. I like, (laughs) I, I slept okay that night. I was dead to the world all day long. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, that was just a short track race. It's no different than like an interval workout. So I think I was actually carrying, I'm still dealing with a little bit of a respiratory infection as well mm-hmm. myself, like from my sinuses into my chest. I, my wife seems to think maybe it has something to do with allergies. I've never had allergies before, but all day on Tuesday, I was just dead. I didn't even get on a bike on Tuesday. I, I thought about it. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm riding. So um, Wednesday went by, did a little ride. Thursday, I went out and started to get the TT bike set up. And that was what my plan was for Tuesday was to try and get the TT bike set up so I can figure out the position. Um, went out on the TT bike on Thursday and that white ride went so well, it only lasted seven miles. I, <laughs> oh no. I just, I, I, myself and TT bikes were two different animals right now. We just don't fit together very well. Um, so I came back, made some adjustments and I got in the ballpark, um, for a ride that we did on Saturday where we went out, uh, myself and Lance and Chris Handel and Chris mm-hmm. Surratt, um, to just kind of go practice. You know, we, we did a little to, team practice on a time travel. Yeah, we went out to Vancouver Lake. It was actually pretty fun. And I got the bike pretty darn close. I actually had to lift the cockpit up more. I had to change the seat position quite a bit um, just to get myself so I'm somewhat comfortable because my shoulder just does not agree with that position at all. Yeah, um, you're putting but, a lot of weight on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so we get out there and we start running around we're all making little tweaks and whatnot to our bike um you know so there's me and i'm i'm so far away from like looking like home like i belong on a tt bike i just look awful and then there's chris hannell (laughs) he doesn't need a tt bike no i know 
we put him on. We so our our team is awesome. He didn't have a TT bike, and he was gonna just go out and ride his road bike. I was gonna give him some clip on aero bars, and he was gonna be good. So I'm like, you know what? I really want to do well at this this thing, the state championship time trial. I want to do as well as we possibly can. So let's give ourselves every advantage we possibly can. So I put it out there to the team, like, and this is totally last minute. It's like the morning of the day that we're gonna go out there and do this team time trial. Yeah. I said, just just a fat chat chance ask here. Does anybody have a time trial bike that would fit Chris Handel? And I put out the size and I thought, fingers crossed, maybe one or two people will you know, respond and say, yeah, he can use my bike. I'm not kidding you. Facebook, my email and my text messaging all blew up. Um, we had 15 people offer up a bike for yeah, him to ride. That's awesome. That is insane. That is, God, I, I love this team. Yeah. They're the best. <laughs> so um, just a little shout out to my team. I know that a lot of you listen. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Um, Alisa Wise actually has a super nice Sorello P5, and she had some Zip 808s, and it fit him like a glove. We put him on that thing, and he just looked like he'd been riding that bike for 10 years. It he looked, did. He looked like he and that bike were best friends. It wasn't fair, actually, to put him <laughs> on that bike. He was so... It was just a rocket on it. What's the first thing he does? Does he just goes to warm up? He's out there taking like KOMs on segments that have been standing for a long time. <laughs> yes, he did. He's like, oh, oh yeah. I, I yeah. He came it. back. He was giddy. He was like giggling, like a little schoolgirl. Like, I am so happy. This bike is so fast. I wonder if he's gonna pick up one. Yeah, a he, bike. He said like he a TT is. bike. Yeah. Well, his position is perfect for it. Yeah. 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 He's a flexible, strong dude that knows how to get small and just go fast. Yeah. He has, yeah, he has great form when he's up, up and moving. I, yeah, I'd like to see him pick up, you know, something like that P5 or something like that. I wonder what he'll get on the TT side. That's a, that's a great bike. Yeah, we'll Very see. Fast. So we went out and did the team time trial. Um, <coughs> took third, like Lance said, and you know, Lance had his issues, and I think I was probably, uh, you know, a little bit of a liability for the guys as well because I. I could not, my shoulder was done. I was like, I went into yesterday sore. Like I haven't taken like pain meds in a long time. I took pain meds the night after we did the, the group ride, a little team thing. And I took them again the morning that I got up because my shoulder was hurting. And I took them again before the race and I took them after the race (laughs) and it still was hurting. And the whole time we were out there, I just could not get comfortable. So I was oscillating back and forth between the arrow position and the base bar. Oh, wow. To begin with, my position that I had to set myself up with just to be comfortable was catching all kinds of wind. It's funny. There's a picture of us at the the finish line, and yeah. I was in what would be considered my most aero position, and I'm way further up than the rest of the guys. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> and I was able to finish with them, thank God. But um, after the race, I'm, I'm curious like what the power numbers look like, and I'm like, I wonder what everybody else's power numbers on our team look like and i asked everybody mm-hmm. i sent a screenshot of my uh, garmin connect um, profile and they all sent stuff back i'm like my numbers were the highest like watts output and like the last i'm gonna say five or six miles i was like passing all my turns to the front just because i couldn't get into that aero position to maintain the speed that we were going at and we've got the the, the likes of chris surratt who's sitting up there like just a freaking freightliner diesel truck just mm-hmm. just plowing through the wind and I looked at his numbers, and he was putting out, I think, almost less watts than I was sitting on his wheel just because I was catching so much more wind yeah. than him. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I could learn how to be arrow, if my shoulder would stop being such a pain in the keister, I would I could, I could, would love to do that. I think this next year I'm going to dedicate a lot of time and energy to um, more rehab and, and really working on that position because I want us to do well, and I think we've got a great team. You might need a stronger fourth <laughs> than me. <laughs> Or bring so. air sick bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was fun. And uh, kudos to the guys who won that um, team. Was it TNFC or TCF? TCNF. Yeah. TCNF. 
those guys they came out of nowhere yeah and they just dropped the hammer on everybody and i think like we were so busy thinking like oh what's tai gonna do and those guys just crushed everyone so um kudos to them that was they were awesome. the only team that kept all four, four guys together through the whole thing yeah too. and they just they when they came by they all looked at home in their position they all look like they're working well together yeah. as a team yeah. and that's that's what you need so yeah. i think a little team practice and some work you know kind of working some stuff like that working the position for yeah. you like yeah. kind of long term i think yeah. that really you guys could do really well those too. that team practice was fun that was my favorite, was. that was my favorite part of all last week <laughs> we had a good time i had more that. fun than in that than both of the races so it was good times. So, and then my last thing for my back pedal, I saw a famous YouTuber riding his bicycle yesterday in Vancouver, Washington. Oh, I had yeah. to pull over and talk to him and ask oh, him for his wow. autograph. Yeah. His it's name a... was Matt LeGrand. Ah, <laughs> I, was, Matt I was biking. I went biking yesterday. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was coming back do from Lance's house. Anymore? I mean, I, occasionally <laughs> just to film stuff for the YouTube channel. Not for real. Not for any real purpose. Uh, I was coming back from Lance's house. I was on uh, McGilvery, was it? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, I, I look up and I'm like, I know that kit. And I see like the, the, the I'm like, what's he got on? And it, he ended up having like the, the, the chest YouTube strap. Bra. Yeah, he had it like his full on like YouTuber setup oh, yeah. on. He had the the um, the GoPro chest strap thing for the chest mount for the GoPro. I'm like, oh, that's funny. I pulled him. Chatted with Matt for a minute. He looked like he was out having a good time, sweating away in the sun. Yeah. He's all glistening. It's beautiful weather. <laughs> I like it. It was. Yep. Yeah. Time to get out. Good stuff. All right, let's. Um, move forward. Let's do the lead out news. Who would like to get us started? Lance. Lance. Get us started. Um, I've got some uh, world news about the Tour de France. Le um, Tour. I, I, saw a, uh, I saw a news story on Velo News this morning that uh, Primo Roglic, who took fourth at the uh, Tour of Italy, is was not picked to be on the Tour de France team. Wow. wow. Yeah. So they've decided not to have him on the Tour de France team, and I'm not exactly sure why, but guess who's taking his place? Woot Van Aert. I saw that oh. Woot oh, Van wow. was going to yeah. be on there. That's cool. So Woot Van Aert, only 24 years old. He uh, is a three-time world cyclocross champion. Yep. He hasn't made the big splash that M- Matthew Vanderpool has made this year on the World Tour, but but he got uh, picked to be one of the eight-man roster on... Is that, that team. locked that's, and loaded, or can they make changes all the way up until? Um, they've announced it that these this is our right. team, and of course they could make changes. Yeah. But and they didn't say why. For uh, Primo, I'm sure they did. I just didn't read it that close. Okay. <laughs> they, so that that team is the Jumbo Visma, right? Yeah, yeah. Jumbo Visma team, and I'm wondering if it's like, hey, he can probably snag a stage on cobble one of the cobble sections because are they going to the cobble through the cobbles this year? I don't know what this. I don't know that either. Um, but you know, it seems like that would be the spot that you would potentially want someone like him to go for a stage win. They do have a sprinter on the team. They have they, a sprinter and they have a, they have um, another GC, GC guy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe they just lost a little faith in Roglic or they decided he needs another year Rest. or maybe, yeah, maybe break. I don't know. I feel like that doubling back is really hard to do yeah. in a grand tour. I don't know. I've never done it, but it seems hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my world tour news. <laughs> How about you, Whitney? Well, my news is going to come from a couple of places I used to live, oh. um, and it's Conti-type stuff. So in Boise, Idaho, next month, Kristen Armstrong, who's one of our Olympic yeah, time trialists, just amazing bike rider, she is sponsoring a time trial out there really? for pros. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody here ever rolls through Boise. So I do. might be something you'd want to watch. But then the next day is their Twilight Criterium that I used to watch when I lived there. And it is crazy. So it's a pro level crit and it's at night and Boise just lights up and, you know, people are ringing cowbells the whole time and it's just a wild experience, but it's 
that's coming next month. And I think they're also doing like George Hincap. He's doing one of his grand fondos that weekend. I won't be out there, but I'll be on STP that day. So gotcha. But it's uh, close by. Another thing that's coming uh, out west is the tour of Utah in August. Oh, and yeah, for yeah. those of you that haven't been out there, it's it's fun to watch some of the tour. And then you can also ride one of the stages in what they call the ultimate challenge. And they let just anybody enter the queen stage of the race. Oh, wow. And so that comes in August. And that's kind of fun to watch. I watched probably the first eight years of it living there. Yeah. And did the ultimate challenge, and it's a lot of fun, and you get to see some. They'll bring some uh, tour riders out, but yeah. usually it's just Conti guys. Yeah. Wow. Fine. So did I hear you were going to do STP? <clears throat> yes. The one day. Okay, That's so for, Seattle to Portland. Yeah, for it's people not that don't motor know. Oil. Yeah. Okay, motor oil. It's <laughs> uh, so a bike ride that you ride from Seattle to Portland. It's about two hundred and four miles. Two hundred six like miles. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think Jake won it one year. Yeah, or he was he was in the mix for sure. Didn't you? It's well, it's not really a race, right? But well, yeah, there's they have a chip time thing where you can basically enter to yeah. see who gets the best mm-hmm. time for the one day. And I actually was the first one to come across the finish line. But there's a little caveat: we rode together with a group of people, and Greg Steele, who is a good friend of ours that races mm-hmm. for Therapeutic Associates, um, rode with our group, and we all were leaving together. And he was like three or four people back as they pushed us out of the uh you know the gate mm-hmm. to get started and as you go underneath the gate it, it trips your uh your chip time and uh-huh. that's when you start and he started a couple of people behind me and we slowed up just to get everybody together yeah. then we started riding well i didn't realize that that couple of seconds would be enough for him to actually get a, a faster time yeah. than me because he came in like one or two people behind me but uh-huh. it took him a little bit longer to get under the beginning but at the beginning uh-huh. end i was the first one across and his time was just a few seconds faster. Okay, so but I, it wasn't an individual effort anyway. It, sure. it was our group. So it, yeah. if you're just thinking about the, like if you look up at historical data, it, he's in first, I'm in second. But we rode together. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, our rolling time that year was um, nine and a half hours and with a, a, an uh, elapsed time of just, I think it was just under 10, if I'm not mistaken. So what is it, 210 or? 206 miles. 206. We averaged, um, our rolling average time was 21.5 miles an hour. Wow. So for that period of time that hurt not yeah. only greg Steele, andy levine was there yeah. as well so was justin wagner yep and yeah. and and i rode the like last yeah. 120 yeah, yeah. miles with them yeah. Yeah. yeah he met us up in longview yeah. was it yeah so i was the i was the ringer to help <laughs> yep. i was there to help jake <laughs> we were all moving pretty good and we're you know trying to keep pace and we were about you know 100 ish miles in and all of a sudden lance comes up and like no like most people didn't know who lance was that were riding with us like justin wagner and lance comes up he starts taking like hero pulls to the front and they're like who is this guy why is he going so freaking hard has he been riding with us all you know, so no i just jumped on so so what are you doing on july 13th <laughs> I, don't, I don't know oh anyway didn't mean to steal that from you oh no so good did you have cool. anything else to say about STP? No, nope. so. uh, no. Just I was just curious that you were doing it, and just wishing you luck. You're going to do the one day. Yes. Good luck, my friend. I don't camp well. With who? Yeah. With Andy Levine. With Andy Levine. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And are you going to do some more uh, news stuff for us, Matt? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't have much to offer in terms of news. I saw an interesting article uh, this morning. Um, it was a, a release. Um, Nikki Bramier. She is the. Um, British cyclocross uh, national champion. I think she's the reigning champion. And she announced this morning that she is retiring because she's going to have a, have a kid. So I just wanted oh, to wow. say, you know, congratulations to her on um, having a, a kid, first of all, and being pregnant. And um, 
what a great career. Good job. She's uh, 32 years old and uh, she's a gamer. She can get after it and has done extremely well. So all the best with your retirement. And maybe there'll be one of those things once her uh, kid gets uh, a little bit older, maybe she'll get that bug and come on back because um, you can always use more good women in racing. Good yes. stuff. So, all right. This week we have the hot seat. The hot seat. It's been a while. It it's been, been a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave the sound effects alone so Matt doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah. um, Lance, why don't you start, off, uh, start us off with the hot seat question. I have a hot seat for our friend Whitney. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> so, um, He's going to regret coming don't, on Don't ask podcast. about chamois butter <laughs> no, after your Wait, time that was trial. my second question. It was about chamois cream. <laughs> I don't even want to know. You don't want to I don't know. even want to know. All right, so actually this morning I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he was interviewing Laird Hamilton. Do you guys know who Laird Hamilton is? Surfer. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like a he's like a big wave surfer. He married Gabriella Reese who is a professional um volleyball, volleyball player. player. Mm-hmm. Um he's just like he's just like all he's like Superman. Yeah. You know, and do you guys have any idea how old he is? He's like fifty something, isn't he? He's fifty five. Yeah, I would have said forty. But you, he, right? He doesn't even look like that. Even. He he's doesn't look like, like that. He's he's super strong and he takes care of himself. And I, Whitney, how old are you? Double nickels. Double nickels. I but thought Whitney I'm not was, looking that good. <laughs> <laughs> you, but so my question is, what do you do for longevity? Because I knew you're fifty five years old and you do not look like you're fifty five and you don't ride or train Whitney has ridden me off his wheel oh yeah dozens of times there's been lots of times I have not been able to hang on to Whitney and I'm always blown away I'm like okay this dude is in his mid-50s and I'm still having trouble hanging on with him so what has been your secrets for longevity well thank you for the compliment Lance um I do look 55 unless I start dyeing my hair that just for men, maybe we have pretty similar hair, Whitney. (laughs) It's it's all silver and gray. That's right. Um, you know, I think that staying active is probably the biggest part of it. Um, you know, you can tweak your diet here and there. Uh, but I've been pretty active most of my adult life. Um, I was a runner early on. I did some mountain bike racing back in the 1900s. Um, <laughs> and then I started into triathlon in the early 2000s. And, you know, I always struggled to be a part of something because I travel so much for work and I'm yeah. never at home every Tuesday night or every Wednesday night or whatever. Yeah. So I tried to find some things that I could kind of mesh into my life as I travel. Running was very easy while I traveled. But, um, you know, I think it's just coming down to staying active and being on the healthy side, I don't follow a strict diet, but I do pay attention to what I eat. Okay. Sleep is a huge thing for me, and I pay attention to my sleep. Um, I track it all the time, okay. and, and I make sure that I'm getting enough deep sleep. How do you How do you track it? I just do it with my Garmin. Okay, you have so a- I wear my Garmin to bed. It's really attractive, and it has a. Um, you mean the heart strap? No, well I have so the heart, you, so you heart have a monitor in the, the wrist Garmin heart watch. rate monitor right. in the watch. Okay. And it tracks your movement. So I don't know how accurate that is in terms of sleep tracking, but it I'm sure that there's sometimes I move around and I'm still sleeping deep, but anyhow. But you do get some numbers on how much deep sleep you're getting every night, Correct. how much REM sleep you're getting every night. Right. Okay. So I, I think it just is a combination of every a lot of things. It's not I can't just point to one thing. So it's a lifestyle and just kind of finding things that keep you active. Okay. 
When are you going to start acting like you're 55? <laughs> oh, I do when I wake up. Uh-huh. If you saw my first steps out of bed, it would be, that yeah, would be like, it's, oh, it's kind of rough. Gotcha. But, um, you know, just try to take care of yourself the best you can and, 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 and be consistent. Be consistent with it. Yeah. Now, you're a competitor. You love getting out there and racing your bike. I do. If I asked you, would you know off the top of your head how many races you did last year in 2018? Um, I'd say 30. 42. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I don't stack up to like the Westerfield clan, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's I enjoy competing, even yeah. though I'm not that good at it sometimes. I enjoy... And I enjoy competing myself. I mean, the years I was in triathlon, you're really competing against yourself a lot of times, especially when you're not somebody like Evan or you're a professional. But, you know, you'd you'd want to improve your times. You want to be a little faster. And so being competitive with myself is probably the biggest thing. So how many years did you do triathlon? Um, My last triathlon was in 2016. It was the Coeur d'Alene 70.3. I did my first full in 2009 and I think I did my first triathlon in 2006. Okay. And it was a, it was basically a family affair. My father and my brother wanted me to join in this triathlon and be one third of it. And then my other brother jumped in and I was left holding the bag. And so I thought, well, screw it. I'll just do the whole thing myself. And that was the beginning. Oh, wow. And you haven't done triathlon in about two years. Well, it's Ish. going on three. So June of 2016 was my last triathlon. Yeah. So have we fully converted you then to full-time cyclist? You're not going to go back to the I, dark side? You know, I keep telling Matt for the yeah. last two years, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to try something and I never do it. But I swam this year for the first time. So that's one step it's closer. Huge. Open water swimming too, not just any of that pool, Nancy Pansy stuff. <laughs> and I was the I was the sweeper that night. Just wanted to make sure nobody was out there behind any but myself. Um, so, and I still keep up on the running, so someday I may do it again. Yeah. I've seen you out on the trails. Yeah. Yeah. Got to run with you. What was that? Like a month ago or something like that? It was like six months ago. Okay. Well, that's how well my, (laughs) that's how well my running's going. So, (laughs) so just again, going back to Lance's question and then Whitney's response is just staying active. Um, Whitney has logged, um, 170 hours of training so far this year. And that is equated out to about 2,800 miles of just riding. And then um, on the running side of things, have you done much running this year? No, this year has not been a good year for running, so you probably won't even see 30 miles. Well, according to this, it says that you've done 171. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oops, forgot to turn my Garmin off riding. (laughs) Driving home. And then 2018, we can go back and look at some more historical data. I mean, you, you put in on the bike... Almost 370 hours. That's a lot of time sitting on the bicycle, and that's you know just shy of 6,000 miles. You know that's that's why you stay young and you stay fit, and that's a huge testament to um, to cycling and just you know endurance sports in general. We talk about it all the time when we go out and ride bikes. It's funny sometimes to like be out riding with people, and it's kind of hard sometimes when they have their helmet and their sunglasses and all that fun stuff to really see mm-hmm. what they look like. But you'll see guys out there that are super fit, and you're like, oh, that guy's got to be in his 30s, and you find out that, gosh, he's in his mid 50s or 60s or what have you, yeah. um, and they're they're out there hammering. You know, they're getting it done, and I love the fact that you know I'm mid 40s. And I've got a few uh, decades left of hopefully riding bikes if I don't get taken out before then or kill myself. So uh, well, it does put the health. I mean, it keeps you healthy. I, yeah. I think one of the coolest things is, is when you go to the doctor and they take your vitals and they're like, 
something's wrong. It says 48 for your yeah. heart rate. Like, are you right. okay? Yeah. <laughs> you might, yeah. So it, it, I mean, cardiovascular health is a big part of staying young. And yeah. I think that what we do keeps that going. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a big component too, to being competitive in racing. There's a whole like, you know, paradigm that you live within for racing to keep yourself as competitive as you possibly can. So now you're really, like you said before, paying attention to your sleep and your rest. Mm -hmm. You're paying attention to what you're putting in your body and you're going out and you're training hard. So all of these things result in somebody that's going to be far more fit and they're going to be fit for longer periods of time in their life. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Good question, Lance. (laughs) It was all for Whitney. Well, thank you. And it wasn't, that wasn't too tough. I was getting nervous sweating over here. Oh, good. So then, since you're not nervous or you're not sweating, it's uh, it's your turn for the hot seat, Whitney. The hot seat. Okay, I don't know how this exactly works. Do I ask one of you a question you or the whole no, thing? The whole, well, I'm going to ask the whole thing, and if you yeah. guys have addressed this before, I apologize. Sometimes I'm driving down the road so fast that I can't hear the podcast very well. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But how do you personally handle burnout? Because... You know, a triathlete, you know, Evan's not here, but he puts in some crazy hours, hours and you put in a lot of hours and then you guys are doing all the cycling and Lance spends weeks out there on the road. I mean, how do you, how do you handle burnout? Uh, we've talked about this before and I'm, I'll just, just not even like pay attention to training, like just stop following yep. your training program. 100% and go take some rides where it's just for fun. Mm-hmm. Don't go out and hammer. Stop, take some pictures, go take some food with you, go sit on the side of a, a mountain or something like that and just take it all in and just relax. And then if you're really feeling like se- severely burned out, um, you, you just take some time off the bike and do, go do something else for a bit of time. Go be active in other ways. Uh, it's going to happen, especially mm-hmm. if you're you know putting in 42 races a year and a lot of training. Yeah. You're going to probably feel that at some point in time during the course of the season. Um, for me, like after a, a road racing season, I'm pretty done because that's a lot of races at a lot of intensity with a lot of training. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you roll into like short track, you're like, oh, but then I get out there and it's fun. So, but I'll, I'll completely cut back on my volume during the week, during the, the short track season. So yeah. I'll go from like 10 to 12 hours down to five or six if I'm getting burned out. So that's me. Another little burnout trick for sure. You know, um, like I'll, I'll do this with my cross country athletes, take them to a race, have them watch, not mm-hmm. race. You'll want to race. You'll, you'll be like yeah. chomping at the bit okay. to race. And you're, you know, that's like immediately like you're going from like, I'm burnt out. I don't want to do this anymore to being like, oh no, I can't wait to race the next weekend or whatever it is. Give that a try if you're feeling burnt out to any of you guys. If I can speak to that real quick, being taken out last year and having to sit on the sidelines was a huge motivator for me. Like I would never have thought in a million years that I would have done as much trainer work as I did this past off season once I was given Mm -hmm. the okay to sit on a trainer than I than I did. I was out there on that trainer riding religiously daily and putting Mm -hmm. in big chunky for me times. I mean, 40, 50, 60 miles on the freaking trainer hating it. But, um, at the same time, like I was put on the sidelines and granted, I got to go out and watch and take pictures and that part was fun, but I wanted to be out there. And yeah. mm-hmm. so to speak to what Matt just said, that's, that's a yeah. big thing. So go watch a race. I think for me, um, I, I my life isn't fair right now because <laughs> I have free time to kind of switch things up if I want to, mm-hmm. if, uh, if, if I start to get burnt out on something, I can go somewhere else for mm-hmm. a couple weeks. So, that's that's a douchebag answer. I should travel. Say. <laughs> just 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 say travel. I should travel. Well, no, I mean if you if you've like worn yourself down because you've just done a couple of gravel rides or three in a row, yeah. and you've got to get ready for another one. How do you deal with the physical fatigue and burnout? Yeah, uh, 
focusing on sleep and recovery, mm-hmm. I try to do the this, this same type of thing. I try to focus on those two things to help me kind of roll back over or, or turn back around. And, and I'm not traditionally a very good sleeper. I have struggled with um, controlling my sleep and the times that I sleep and how much actually deep and REM sleep I get as well. Um, that's taken a lot to actually work on that. You know, during my career, I, it was kind of a badge of honor to say how much I didn't sleep, mm-hmm. right? You know, oh, I get by on four or five hours a night, you know, because I'm, I'm working and I'm training and I'm running all these yep. things. And mm-hmm. I kind of felt it as a badge of honor. And it's like the opposite of what I right. should have been doing. I should have been taking more care of myself and watching those things even closer. But, you know, I, I was caught up in the, uh, you know, success of, you know, what I was trying to do. So I, that, I guess that makes it a little more interesting, but the other thing I really try to do combating burnout is, is switching it up. If I am feeling fried, I'll go for a hike Mm -hmm. instead of a long ride. Um, or I'll go stand up paddleboard with my wife, mm-hmm. you know. I still have a hard time swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hated it so much during my triathlon years that I I have a hard time doing that. Although I did go swimming. I did an open water swim in wow. in Monaco. Yeah, uh, but I think you were back on your back. I saw the time you it yeah, took it was you to slow. do that. It was you were floating slow. on your back or yeah. you had water wings or something. I do feel like this is turning into a triathlon podcast, so that's good. <laughs> that's not good. It's, it's I still have water in my ear from oh. the one stupid open water swim I did. Yeah, but it's from the Mediterranean. Yeah, it Keep, it the Mediterranean. Keep it in there. Keep it in there. Savor it. <laughs> So I, I think, you know, I, I try to mix it up a little bit when I'm combating burnout, but mm-hmm. I, I've gone through the same thing where I've been injured and, um, usually when I'm injured, I, I stay away from the races because I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm too competitive. I have, if you guys haven't noticed, I have a bit of a competitive streak in me. I think that's why we are all probably sitting at this table, but, um, I, I I'm so like upset to watch a race that I'm not involved in that it's, it's difficult for me to go to races. And after I got injured two years ago, I forced myself to go to like several cyclocross races and just watch because I knew I wanted it to stoke my fire for the days when I knew Mm -hmm. that, you know, the training hours were getting long. And I remember that day you called it quits. (laughs) Remember you seeing you sprawled out on the grass at David Douglas Park. That's correct. On your back. I had blown myself up. Lance was a yard sale that day. I was sure. <laughs> I did make the podium still, but I, I ruined myself, yeah. How about you, Whitney? You know, that's, that's something I struggle with, uh, yeah. trying to figure out, because I'm compelled to do something. Yeah. And sometimes I have to force myself to just slow it down. Um, one thing I did on Saturday is I, I was tempted to go out with a couple of different groups that I saw going for a ride, Yeah. but I didn't, I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go on my own pace, put some music in my right ear and just go slow, not worry about segments, not worry about climbs Yep. and just took a, an easy ride. I think it went about 35 miles or something like good. that and just took it easy. And nice. so stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. There's, there is a little thing you, you kind of just hit a little thing that I was going to talk about. Um, don't let yourself become a slave to Strava. Oh no. That, yeah. that, that's a real thing that a lot of people what? like, <laughs> some people will 
look at your ride or you think the people looking at your ride saying, Oh, they had no like trophies. They had no KONs. Right. They were their average mile per hour was slow or, you know, looking at the week, oh, he didn't hit his ten hour mark for the week. And you think that people are like thinking that about you in the back of your head. Nobody cares. No. Nobody freaking the cares. The only thing I care about Strava is I just don't have titles like Lance's. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I can't come up with good titles. Mine says lunch ride, evening lunch ride. ride. <laughs> So um, that that is one little bit. I love Strava. Just don't become a slave to it and, and use it for what it's worth. Um, don't don't become that person that's got to go out and perform for Strava every single day because people really don't care that much. But um, it, it does have its fun parts to it. So yeah. just my two cents. Matt. Hot seat question. Are you guys nervous? Seat. Yeah. You always. should be. You yeah. should be. And it's one this, of the hottest days of the year. So this is a time. this is a softball for you guys. This is we'll try and. Um, Keep this quick and short. So one piece of advice for someone that's um, getting back into biking after a long extended break, uh, maybe like a year or two of a break. So think about that for a minute. Uh, you know, uh, for me, this isn't like a personal thing. I've, I've been biking and things like that. Um, potentially, I guess maybe I'll have a bit of a break from running. Uh, but, um, I think a lot of our listeners may be, you know, hopping on the podcast, listening to the podcast and things like that. And they might enjoy just kind of hearing your guys' two cents on how they can get back into biking. So that's the idea. Find a friend. Find a friend. That's going to be your number one thing, like an accountability partner, somebody that you can go out and ride with, have yeah. fun with. Um, it, you know, Whoever's willing to go ride with you, even if it's not the same person over and over again, it's always good to have somebody out there with you because um, it helps pass the time. It helps you um, be accountable to getting out there and getting it done. And they can introduce you to some new stuff, especially if there's someone that's a little bit more um, in tune with the, the cycling community. Yep. Would you say join a club to find a friend if they... That's if, another good place to go. Is it, I mean, it might not be that easy to find friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, you know, for us here locally, we've got the Vancouver Bicycle Club. That's a great place to go. Yeah. They've got a lot of great people that range anywhere from like your novice entry level person that's just getting out there and getting started, like maybe yourself, or um, they'll go all the way up to people that are pretty strong and um, yeah. some people that actually cross over into the, the racing scene and or maybe even race on our team. Yep. So. That's my my first hit. thought was to find a group ride yeah. that you can kind of slot into. Um, when you've been away from it a long time, you're going to be nervous about tire pressure, your equipment, changing a flat. If you're yeah. you know out there, can I actually do that on my own? If you go with a group, you're going to be covered, insulated. Yeah, yeah. totally. So that's that's my um, that's my first thought is to find a group ride to be a part of. The other thing is don't feel bad about going out for a five mile ride. Yeah. If that's where you start, that's completely fine. That's a good you point. know, we, we, we talk big numbers at this table. I mean, I ride, I make up so many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I believe all of them, Matt, I'm shattered. So, but you know, we, we ride a lot of miles yeah. a week and you, you shouldn't feel pressure like that. If you're just getting back into it, you shouldn't feel pressure at all. You do what you can do. And if you go out for a five mile ride or a six mile ride or a two mile ride just yep. to get rolling, that's awesome. Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney, you got anything for me? Yeah. I would say for somebody that's getting back into it, you know, be patient with yourself. Yeah. You can't get back on and do exactly what you were doing when you were either at your peak or right. very active. Yep. So just be patient with yourself and and like Lance was saying with the group, it can make a big difference because there's always a couple of people in the group that are willing to hang back and, and work with somebody if, they, if they're if they not as strong as the people on the front of the group. And so 
usually the groups are going to be pretty good. In fact, in this area, I think uh, Jake got a Friday night group going. Yeah. Uh, that looks to appeal to just about every ability, kids and women and men and yep. of all skill levels. Yep. It kind of puts everybody on the same level playing ground because we're going to go a, the speed of the slowest person. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> there's a couple guys that will go out there and they'll maybe chase like a, a like a little one minute climb or something like that. And they'll circle back around for the team just because, I don't know, they get a little mm-hmm. frisky and they want to go out there and, and attack something. But for the most part, it's it's just going out and cruising. So it's a, yeah. it's a neat little ride. And be patient with your body. It's going to be sore. Yeah. <laughs> your butt's going to be sore for the first couple of weeks yep. and you just got to get over it and it goes away. This is excellent advice from the three of you. Thank you guys for answering that one. How about you, Matt? Do you have an answer to that? Uh, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking too, is kind of like, you know, recognizing the fact that you're coming back into it and that you're, you basically, you have to be patient with yourself for sure. Um, you know, don't hesitate to go at a slower pace. Like you look at that miles per hour, you know, and that's haunting you because you might know your miles per hour from before was 20 or something like that. And you look down and you see 12 or whatever it is, you know, those are just numbers. If you could turn off the computer, that's okay too. Uh, and do those routes that you're comfortable with. They might be shorter, but yeah, that's, that's it. That's what I got. I don't have too much. I just wanted to hear what you guys had to say. So but you've got like 17 questions over there for the hot seat, right? Oh man, <laughs> I got a lot of them. Do you want to throw one more out at us? I know that you were like having a hard time picking and choosing. We I, got a few I have here. so many things in here. Um, one thing that I thought would be, this is totally random. I don't know where I came up with this, but like, would you guys ever ride one of those transformer bikes that fold open? Those things look cool. I kind of want to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen easy that? to get around. The, Wasn't there a guy that with? did a, like a crit have or you, something like that on one of those uh, and actually did really guys, well? None of us have ridden one right you mean one of the kind that you travel with that you folds can like up yeah and, you can yeah. like take it into the office and like folds open have you oh, seen this i have not okay so i've seen them but i have would, not ridden one i'm guessing that we would all ride it for sure if we got the chance yes I'll ride okay. anything yep <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah don't take that out of context <laughs> i was gonna say save that one it's recorded uh jake do you have a hot seat question for us i've got a couple um i'm just here's an easy one What's your guys' next purchase or even your next oh, big purchase uh, for something bike or endurance field related? What's something you want to get? You know what? That Garmin bike computer, it's like the 930, or sorry, the 530, I yep. think that my bike computer has given me such headaches because if you sweat on it, it starts changing all the data fields and all this stuff. If it's raining out, it's worthless. You can't use it. And so switching out bike computers would be something that I'd be interested in purchasing potentially um, but I'm sure I have a list of a bazillion other things to buy for the bike as well. So I just got one of those It's sitting on yep. the shelf over there behind you. I still need to take it out of the box and get it set up for hopefully tonight. That's yeah. on the fence whether or not I'm going to race tonight, guys. I haven't told you that yet. But anyway, Whitney. Well, you, you know, this year things kind of changed. My son is getting married in the fall. And oh. yeah. And is that's this your gonna, son in Virginia? Yes. Okay. And um, we're handling things a little non-traditionally, so it's costing a little bit of money. So. Mm-hmm. The bike uh, things are going to go by the wayside this year, but I think I would probably go for a specialized gravel bike, not not the brand, yeah, but a, well, like a bike that is built for gravel. For, yeah. You're stealing my thunder. Nah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's been the funnest bike purchase I've made in the last three years is a is gravel a bike. specific bike. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Lance? Um, I'm always in the market for a new bike. <laughs> so always. I, I actually, I, I want to get a, new cyclocross bike. I was going to ask, yeah, because cyclocross season's coming around. 
It is coming around. What do you What do you have? I can't remember what you. Um, I have a giant TCX that okay. I bought off a of Craigslist for like a thousand bucks. And, yeah, and it was it it treated me well last year. Does it disc it, brakes. It does. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I don't think I I wouldn't buy a cyclocross spike without disc brakes. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I might not buy another bike. Period. Without disc brakes. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, trans- yeah, transformer had, bike might. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if those have disc brakes yet. So I want a more dedicated cyclocross bike that uh, with tubular uh, wheels that I can go lower pressure and an extra set of wheels. I had trouble last year just with my tubeless wheels mm-hmm. in cyclocross because you're doing so much turning yep. and my rims just must not have been. I kept burping wheels yeah. in like inopportune times when I'm really putting pressure down to catch somebody so anyway would you go with a one by or two by i'd go with a one by okay just okay. simple that sounds good i can't yeah. wait to see the new bike i shouldn't yes <laughs> you should n plus one um if i were to answer my own question yeah. um exactly what whitney said um a new gravel bike um i actually got the pleasure to sit down with the guys from bmc last week and they uh, showed me the brand new BMC gravel bike that's coming out. And I think I can mention that. Everything else, even the name of the freaking bike, is under embargo uh, for another two weeks, I think. Uh, but I got to see all the pictures and the specs and the, the paint schemes. Oh, oh man. It's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting one of those. As much as I enjoyed riding the uh, the Cannondale cross bike when I did that uh, Yamhill gravel Fondo, I needed a gravel-specific bike because that bike just isn't built yeah. for doing those types of rides. You spin out too much, and the geometry is a little different and whatnot. And I'm curious to see how much different um, of a result I can have, A, being a little bit more healthy, but B, riding a bike that's specific to that gravel stuff because, man, that is some fun, fun riding. I just yep, spent cool. money already in my head. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, um, any other questions? Any other hot seaters? We really going to keep this thing this short? We this might. Week? We, should. Short wow. this we should. Keep, we should keep it short. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into one last thing. Matt, hit us with one last thing. Um, I posted a video last week talking, kind of just complaining and whining about my triathlon race and, you know, kind of giving a little bit of an update on, you know, where I am and, you know, being hurt and stuff like that. Um, if you guys like to hear me complain, that's a great video for you guys to watch. It's on the YouTube channel this coming week. I want to do a a video review of the Garmin. Um, there's a triathlon watch. It's their kind of top of the line watch. It's called the, uh, Garmin 945. It's called the forerunner 945. So I'll hopefully try to put that out this upcoming week, you know, with our podcast coming out on Wednesday, maybe somewhere in that time frame for Looks that, good that video. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did. Just, a, now, just now notice that. I know. I haven't spent a lot of time using it. And that's the problem is like, you know, you kind of want to use it a couple of times before you talk about sure. it. Sure. Uh, swam with it open water just this morning. I'll try to swim with it again this evening. Uh, biked with it yesterday. Seems to work. Seems to be functional. Nice. So, yep. <laughs> Doing its job. Doing its job. Whitney Phillips, one last thing from you. Well, the one last thing I got is thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming seriously. on. That's I mean, awesome. to be with these famous guys. I mean, world famous. Uh, <laughs> is unbelievable. So, <laughs> thanks for having me. I mean, we'll, get, we'll get you an autograph or something like that. Before. <laughs> And, and for those wondering, we did not kick Evan off the podcast. He's just, uh, he's out hiking with his brother in the Oregon but, coast. But Evan, saying. two strikes, buddy. You better watch it. You're getting kicked off this podcast and the next time you, just kidding. Matt's going to get his belt out. Uh, Lance, one last thing. I, I don't have anything actually coming to mind that I really need to share. You, you know, um, I'm, I'm just super happy about the, 
the number of people that come up to us when we're in biking situations and say something nice about about yeah. the podcast. Yeah. You know, hey, I listen to you guys and I, I we love it. We think it's great. So I heard that several times yesterday at at the race, um, and so that was that's yeah. just. It's, it's cool. I got a compliment at the race yesterday as well. So I didn't even catch the gentleman's name. Um, he was asking me a question about something and it's just a parting like, Oh, I really enjoy the podcast. Good job. Like, Oh, that makes my day, man. Thank you. So very cool. My one last thing is, um, I want to thank my wife for, um, well, first congratulate her. She did a big training block this past weekend. She really laid it down. Her fire got lit again to go out and start training hard. And she did a 32 mile bike ride yesterday. And I think that she did a, a brick off the bike there. Wow. She nice. will run off the bike, a little OTB. Yep. Is that what you guys call it in the triathlon world? The, the, Brick thing is the term that we don't love, but whatever. But I see OTB off <laughs> yeah. the bike. Off the bike, so, it's better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she did that, and yesterday was the first time I finally convinced her to wear the dialed kit that I bought her. I saw a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, good. It looks so, really good. And she's been telling me all along. She's like, you know, I'm just not worthy of wearing that. I don't want people to, you know, look at me and say, "Why are you wearing that? You're not a racer." I'm like, no, it's not that at all. Like, you're gonna go out and you're gonna enjoy riding your bike. You're gonna wear a kit. You get to tell a story. It's a conversation piece. Plus. Plus, you get the opportunity to be an ambassador for us and the things that we're looking to do. And some of the big things that we have targeted is bringing more women into bicycle racing, more women to riding bikes in general, and more juniors. And having another woman out there wearing our kit that can create a conversation piece to get even more women to come out and ride bikes, I think that's fantastic. So I just want to congratulate her on a great training weekend and thank her for actually finally wearing that kit that I bought her like three or four months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if if you could let us wear that kit and we're ugly as all get out, then I'm pretty sure she could pull it off. So. Yeah, and that kit is—it's been seen quite a few times rolling around here in the uh, the Greater Portland area. Yes, yeah. it's, it's on more and more backs these days, which is pretty cool. I can't again thank our team for being as cool as they are. It's just such yeah. great people, and um, you know, I thank you. It just makes my makes my whole like plight to do this whole thing even more solidified. Well, it's amazing so. to think back when we did the first race with no kits. Yes. And what we have right? today. Yeah. 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 Castelli was late delivering our kits. So we missed the Jack Frost time trial. We were all just wearing our random stuff. And there was what, 11 people on the team? Something 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. And and now we're just, you know, it's nuts. We have like a 2000 point lead yeah, in the team bar competition. That was right like now. one of my potential questions was like, what are our team goals? Because, the, you know, well, there are three team goals and it's to yeah. repeat as the bar competition. I, know. I think and we wanted okay. to get a um, hundred upgrades for the team this yep. year. And what was the other one? I think it was just increase the, the number of juniors and women yeah. on the team, the which, juniors, which, which we're doing. So good stuff. Anything else, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Whitney, thank you for coming oh. on. Glad really to be here. I know it was short notice and, and I just wanted to make sure that we had a, a fun person to fill Evan's seat. Thank like you for it. that. <laughs> Not sure I was fun, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and to everybody racing at short track tonight, good luck. And there's a big Omnium race coming up this coming yeah. weekend for the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association that will entail a road race, a criterium, and a time trial. Um, good luck to everybody going out to do that. More people need to go out and sign up for that. I know that the numbers are still growing, and, and usually it's the week of, but the more people we can get out there, the better, because it just makes competition mm-hmm. even that much more fierce and just brings more people to the 
wanting to race. And Oprah's got a lot of fun stuff up their sleeve for the the prizes and just the festivities nice. of the the races themselves. So get out there and race your bicycle, folks. It's good times. Um, if you get a chance, pop in and say hi to us on social media. We have a Facebook page at Dow Podcast and a social media page um, on this little thing called Instagram that we seldom post stuff on but <laughs> we get on there and post we'll things on there from time to time uh get on there and say hi to us or tag us in cool things that you're doing if you ever hear anything on the podcast that you want to um you know tag and, and tell us what you got going on uh we'll talk about it could be fun um you can email any of us jake evan lance um all of us at matt as well <laughs> at, at Dow podcast us. our first names at dialpodcast.com you can go to the website uh, dialpodcast.com to go and listen to all of the podcasts if you want to go back and bench purge whatever <laughs> number one uh, you can do that um, I know that on Apple I, I'm still not sure why it only goes back 20 episodes I've tried changing that oh, so okay. they post all of them in there but if you want to catch some of the older ones you can go to the, the website that's just dialpodcast.com and you can see um, all of the different ones and, and pick and choose the ones that you want to listen to it's good times um, and we do appreciate the reviews a few new reviews came through thank you oh, yeah <laughs> got a few more five star ratings and a couple actual like write ups on us so thank you for those we do appreciate it um, you guys, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.